You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Gene. Johnson. The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menounos and Bing.com and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Dexter After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Dexter After Show. Oh yeah, everybody. Bing is for doing, and here we are doing the last and final amazing After Buzz TV after show for your favorite show, Dexter. We're on season 8, episode 12, the series finale, not the season, the series finale, ladies and gentlemen. And I'm your host, Chano, and I'm joined here by my awesome co-hosts in studio tonight. Hey, I'm JJ Jurgens. We are so sad. I'm so sad that it's all over and that it was this final episode tonight. It's been so fun doing these shows with you the last couple years. And it's just, ah, such a sad night. I know, it has been. And in the booth, we have... Stephen Lemieux. Hey, guys. <laughs> oh, it's sad that it's the last episode. Stephen, you are so morose and melancholy tonight, aren't you? I just... Uh, okay. my, I, I didn't even have my hopes up and... Well, it wasn't too bad. Okay, well, let, I liked it. Good, <laughs> good way to concisely say <laughs> what, what some of your thoughts were. But let, let's go ahead and talk about our topics first, and then we'll talk about all this crazy, crazy stuff that happened this episode. So, the ending. What is there mm-hmm. to interpret about this ending? All right. Um, Saxon dies. Deb dies. Oh. And then lastly, Hannah gets away with Harrison to Argentina. <laughs> and they have a beautiful life together in what looked like the same kind of shot as the Dark Knight had when Bruce Wayne gets away in the last movie. <laughs> Am I right, Stephen? You're right. And if uh, you haven't seen the episode, we just ruined everything for you. Yeah, so <laughs> please watch, the, please, you guys, watch the episode before you listen to our podcast. So many spoiler alerts. All right. But let's let's go ahead and talk about let's Let's go to the strongest opinionated person here right now. Stephen, most critical. What? Did you okay? Tell me what you thought about the ending. It's uh, I'm I'm conflicted because I don't mind how Dexter's story ended, but as the or as it became into a new chapter, I guess is how they ended it. What I don't like is how the other characters didn't get anything. Like I really I really feel like we had too many new characters this season. And Elway gets his end, blah 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 gets his end, but we don't get we don't get a we don't get an end for Jamie. We don't get where does Jamie go? What what happens mm-hmm. with Batista? What happens with Quinn now that Quinn didn't even get to say goodbye to Deb? Dex just throws him off the boat, and Quinn. I mean, Quinn was the one who loved her most. We get this whole arc with Quinn and Deb, and now that's gone down the drain. I've been saying it all all season long. Vince Masuka and his daughter. What the hell is that all about? Should have been a web series. We don't even get. We don't even see her this episode. You know, it's funny that you mention all of that, Stephen, because this episode... Okay, the whole last season, season eight, we have dealt with all these intersecting storylines, all these, like, this overabundance of characters and their plots and subplots. And then in this episode, it we took out all that. Mm-hmm. And that's the way it should have been from episode one of this season. We should have focused more on the people that really mattered and maybe had people pop up for like, you know, a few seconds here and there intersecting with with Dexter, with Deb, with Saxon. But not the way that, you know, not the way this series, uh, the season went. I totally agree with you guys. I think that's what would have made it interesting if we saw more about the characters that we loved. And and, and I think maybe he had the whole Sax. I did like Saxon because he was... Um, evil and his eyes were just creepy. I mean, I could have dealt with having him be more like earlier in the season as like, I think if you took it to like what happened tonight where he, you know, Dexter kills him and clearly I think Quinn knew, you know, that, oh yeah, he's, you know, because he suspected him before. So I think he knew he did that on purpose. So maybe if that was like eight episodes ago, you know, and then from there people were trying to figure out if Dexter was a serial killer. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And it, I don't know, and it showed more of them trying to handle that and deal with covering it up and became about those people and Quinn having to decide whether he's going to, you know, marry Deb, but then know that Dexter's a killer. And I don't know, I just think it could have done a lot more to weave those characters into the storyline, the ones we cared about. And I could have done without Vogel for... You know, for for this, the whole, I just did not like her character. I could have done it without her it just, for it, the whole season, I, and yeah, Vogel took away from the power of Harry. Yeah, like Harry Harry was the one, and Harry was the one who authorized Dexter to the mercy yeah. killing, like to kill the woman who was mercy killing people. That's what I didn't like with Deb too. Dexter totally. mercy killing Deb. I understand that she said, "If I'm ever a vegetable like that, you better just unplug me right away." But I agree with you on Oliver Saxon, the actor who plays him. Very facially expressive. Mm-hmm. Very well played. I would have loved to see that actor in the role Colin Hanks played. I think that would he, would, good. he yeah. would have brought a whole new mm-hmm. layer to that character, and Colin Hanks just didn't do it justice. That actually might have made that season a lot better. Yeah, I agree with you, Steve. I wanted to read some of the tweets from uh, up there in Twitter. Uh, if you guys hashtag uh, Dexter, well, we're doing it live right now, so uh, if you guys do it, it's going to change. But these are from a few minutes ago. Uh, <laughs> at Joe P. Clements tweets, Oh, hey, I'm a lumberjack. Oh, cool. Thanks for wasting five years of my life. Hashtag Dexter, hashtag Showtime. Ouch. Yeah. Some of the fans up there are kind of brutal. Uh, JJ, you had a yeah, good one. Yeah, Alyssa was right under him, and she had a bad one, too, where she said, I'm going to find the Dexter writers, tie them down to plastic, line up a photo from each episode of season eight, and make them pay for their crimes. Yikes. Ouch. We have one from uh, at Emily Sophia Smith. Uh, who Scott Reynolds actually follows, she tweeted, uh, East Coast babes, give it to me straight-ish, scratch that, ambiguous. <laughs> How are you? Who is breathing? Paging my hashtag Dexter honeys. Sad face. Yikes. So we we have like so many tweets here. So, someone even said something about Dexter being uh, a lumberjack like, uh, like Wolverine. And when we were watching it, I was like, oh, he totally pulled a Wolverine. That's what he did. He moved up to Canada. <laughs> he went the complete opposite way that Hannah and Harrison did. And he's up in Canada yeah. probably cutting down <laughs> trees, living a life of solitude, growing out that lumberjack beard. And someone said something else about the, yeah, the tweet. Yeah, I have that one up. Yeah. On on screen style said, need someone to explain to me WTF just happened on Dexter. Did he join Deadliest Catch? <laughs> <laughs> Which he does like being on boats and, you know, so maybe that's a good show for him. He does. It, this <laughs> yeah. takes Deadliest Catch to another level. Yes, it does. With Dexter, the serial killer. Yeah. Uh, I have another good tweet here. It's from at Jen underscore Courtney. And she said, she tweets, I'm sorry, but. Dexter, you cannot just carry a dead body out of the hospital like that. <laughs> yeah. A little bit, little bit conspicuous, I would say. I know. There's so, oh my gosh, so many tweets, so many people. Um, it's, it's not a trending topic, but it definitely seems like it is if you, mm-hmm. if you just look up, De- if you just hashtag Dexter on Oh, it Twitter. just ended. I'm sure it'll be trending within two hours. Yeah, I'm sure it will be. And, and how, how about Dexter having its finale, series finale, on the night that the Emmys yeah. are? Right, I'm sure it's good for other people like Brian Cranston and the other people from Breaking Bad because their show's doing great. But for Dexter, this this is probably overshadowing what's going on with the series. And and don't get me wrong, I love Dexter. I love the series. This was definitely one of the best. This is one of the iconic shows that are on Showtime, mm-hmm. and it's it's been there for so long, eight years. You know, I I love the series, mm-hmm. but I just felt like I wanted more. I appreciate definitely. how Breaking Bad's ending. As it's getting to the best part, as opposed to Dexter, where I think the series could have ended with Rita being found in the tub, and that would have been more satisfying as this ending. I wanted to uh, interpret the ending a little bit more. So he's up yeah. in Canada or some northern territory, it looks like. He's, he's become a lumberjack. He comes into his his solitary cabin, and he just sits there and stares at us, the audience. What, what what do you guys think when he's when Dexter's doing this in that particular scene, JJ? I think I I mean I think he's still thinking about his life and his choices and you know his life in solitude now so that he doesn't 
hurt anybody else or hurt anybody else that he's that he loves. I think maybe what we were supposed to interpret is will he ever will will that decision ever change? Will he decide? I think what's interesting is I I, I had mixed feelings about his choices because I did on one hand um, think that it was his justice to to drive off into that storm because he did just rob Deb of her life and especially her new, what could have been her new life with Quinn. And, you know, he has hurt a lot of people. So maybe he did, you know, deserve to go to, to not that I ever condone killing yourself, but I mean, at least that was, um, in a way, I mean, they say suicide is selfish, but he was actually trying to do it out of a good, from a good place. So I was going to be torn, you know, with that. The one thing that makes me, but I think I would have been okay with it because, yeah, it would have. But the thing I like about him coming back and being and seeing him is that now the Dexter fan in me does still have hope that there could be a Dexter movie or there could be something else down the road uh, where I get to see him again and playing this character. The thing that I am really, really bummed about, though, because I've always been the hugest Jennifer Carpenter fan and I love Deborah Morgan and her filthy, filthy mouth. So I am <laughs> sad that there won't be any sort of hope of her being in some Dexter movie. Regarding Deborah, there's there, she had such an interesting competing perspective. Um, with Dexter and that sure like some of us say and some people say and he, even he said like I ruined your life I'm sorry but she was like no you didn't ruin my life sure I, she she said a lot of things out of anger like oh Dexter ever since I found out you're a killer you just effed up my life but at the, at the same time your life is your own to make what it yeah. is and she took the information and she took everything that she learned about Dexter's alternative life and she internalized it in a, in a terrible way you know she became a drug addict she became an alcoholic she she messed up her own life you know sure Dexter influenced her but at the same time she she even said this on her practically on her deathbed mm-hmm. that her life was hers to live and Dexter shouldn't take any kind of guilt away from this um I wanted to say for the fi- for Dexter, the final shot, Dexter being in his cabin alone by himself, it seems to me like there's there's like a less... It's not the typical Hollywood ending. So Dexter gets away, but he's lost a lot. Mm-hmm. And it we get a lesson from this as the audience. Like, because I, I feel like years ago when Dexter came out, everybody was like... It, it's kind of like people were demonizing him and the show and the show creators for glorifying a serial killer. Mm-hmm. Am I right? For being like, oh, it's okay. It's it's justified killing because, you know, he's killing bad people only. Um, but I feel like they're kind of bringing it back to like, hey, he was ultimately a killer. There's no way he's going to have a happy ending. There's no, there is no happy life. Yeah. There's no happy ending for a killer. And, and that's the lesson for us to learn. Steven, what did you think about the last scene? Oh, what was that? All right. Mm-hmm. Um, you mean the scene with him in the cabin? Yeah, with him in the cabin. Well, I think the scene with him in the cabin was really just the result of everything that had to do with Vogel. Or I'll say Fogel. Why not? It's the last episode. <laughs> um, and Oliver Saxon. It was really... Vogel was the one who was studying him, who was trying to like give him the code, and then Oliver Saxon was her son, who was exactly like Dexter, except didn't have the code. And then Oliver Saxon, no matter what, I mean, Dexter kills him, but of course he realized at the same time that as a serial killer, everyone you love will still ultimately end in a disaster. So, I mean, that's what I kind of got from the scene where when he, when he speaks to Oliver, he looks him in the eye and he says, it wasn't, it was my fault. And he looks at Oliver's situation with Vogel, the fact that Vogel's dead. It was Oliver's fault that Vogel, that he was a serial killer. I mean, it's, it's. I can't. I haven't exactly pieced it all together yet. I'm sure, like tomorrow, I'll have an epiphany. Be like, oh, this season kind of makes sense a fractionally little bit. But and you'll like it more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I might. I might give it a half star more. Um, <laughs> but I just get. I get the feeling it's more of Dexter back to his primal self when the Dark Passenger was the one who he listened to. And he may be alone in that cabin, but he may not be alone. He may be there with Harry. Like that's that's who's with him in the cabin. He doesn't have, like in the in the beginning, it was Dexter with no one who had to look out for anyone. He didn't have to care for anyone. I mean, he had, he had Deb and stuff, but he was still in that primal way of Dexter. And now he's back to that where he's listening to the Dark Passenger, and he's he doesn't have to worry about Harrison. He doesn't have to worry about Rita or Hannah or Deb or anything. All he has to listen to is the Dark Passenger. 
I wanted to turn the page back a little bit to actually where he dumps Deb's body and he rides off towards the storm. Now, you you had like a really good comment when we were watching it, or actually when we right when we were about to start filming uh, taping today, uh, you said something about him like not like it, suicide doesn't fit Dexter. Yeah, suicide doesn't fit his personality at all because, as we all know, sociopaths are they're egotistical. Like they're all about themselves. They they would never kill themselves before they were caught. Even Dexter, throughout his character from the start. He knows that he's going to be arrested. He's never considered suicide an option. So it just didn't really make sense with his character to be driving off into the thing, even if he was trying to fake his own death. Even if that, it didn't really make sense. A lot of this was really predictable. Like when he went to the get the gunshot residue for Oliver Saxon, I mean, you knew he was going to kill him. You knew there was no way Dexter was leaving that room without Oliver dead. I liked the cleverness of how they did it, but I was more satisfied with him impaling the guy through the bed. <laughs> yeah um i i, I did it, it was pretty predictable i actually really liked that scene and let's let's go ahead and let's jump into saxon now i really enjoyed that that final scene where dexter is talking to him and it actually felt to me like the way he was the way dex was talking to saxon it was like they were in the kill room. Mm-hmm. And, it, it, yeah. en- and yeah. it ended up being the kill room, which was good. But the way he was talking to him, the mannerisms, the way he was looking at him, the way Dexter opened his, his little gunshot residue kit and he was taking everything out so methodically, putting mm-hmm. on his gloves, it we knew it was coming. Oh, we, yeah. we knew he was going to kill him. But we didn't know how until he said the pen. And that was good because Saxon went for the bait. Mm-hmm. He totally went for it and he tried to kill Dexter, and, which was... <laughs> How how poor was his aim, by the way? <laughs> I guess he's better at using a buzzsaw. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Dexter totally got him in his uh, his uh, aorta on his neck, and geez, that w- that thing was a gusher. Put him out, and I thought it was so funny that the three amigos, uh, Batista and yeah. Dex and Quinn, they're watching this video together, and Dex is like. They see him after he stabs him, gets up, and he calmly presses the panic button. (laughs) Yeah. Batista, he's like, Dex, what are you thinking? And I kind of had, like, a little bit of a flashback to when Batista made such stupid decisions before. Like, when he ratted out dokes in a way to, like, the FBI or some other internal agency or, like, internal affairs. Do you guys remember that back in, like, season two? Mm Mm-hmm. When, like, Batista used to have such conflicts with what he knew was right and what was wrong. And I felt like... He thankfully has evolved a bit from that, and he's you know he's the lieutenant now, so he's able to like, okay, I need to think about what's best for us as friends versus what's what's morally yeah. right and morally just. What did you guys think of that? Yeah, I totally agree. And also, I'll step back before to another scene that we liked. Also, was that when Dex first was going after Saxon in the hospital, and then it was Batista that um, came through with the gun and, you know, arrested him where that kind of caught us by surprise, I think too. Um, but anyway, no, I, I love that scene watching him because I, I do think that he was thinking, um, you know, pretty much probably knowing that Dexter did it on purpose. And but like what you said, and I think he also, you know, out of love and respect for Deb was like, there's no way I'm going to like, you know, it's, we have enough to prove that it was self-defense. So you could be questionable, but who's going to win on that? Some guy that's just killed a ton of people or, you know, Dex who works for the police department, you know? <laughs> so I, I think I, I liked, I, I loved that scene. I just liked seeing all, I thought that all did great, the, the expressions on their face, even, you know, Quinn's subtle subtleties, Every everything was wonderful about that scene, I thought. Yeah, everybody pretty much thought that it was a justified killing. Yeah. They're like, you know what, we got the end result that we wanted to just a little bit faster. And Even Quinn says, I wish I could have done it myself, you know, they all wanted him dead. Well, you knew that they, you knew they knew Dexter did it on purpose. Like, yeah. there's no way they couldn't, like, and that was, I actually did enjoy that scene for the sole fact that he did it just like it was a kill. Like, he didn't, like, you could tell, he stands up, grabs the pen, and stabs it right into it, like, right yeah. into the place to kill him. And he knows he's on camera. He knows exactly what he's doing. Batista, while watching this, I'm sure things are kind of clicking in his head like, yeah, this kind of makes sense. Quinn, of course, already knows Dexter's neutral on the on the white mm-hmm. to black scale. So it would make sense to him. Uh, 
dang it, I totally forgot what I was going to go into. What, what are the repercussions of this happening? Like from, let's just say from the legal perspective, who the hell is going to cry and protest that this guy who is a wanted serial killer on a manhunt, like people were looking for Oliver Saxon actively, they see him buzzsawing this dude's brains out all <laughs> over the news, replayed all over and over again from like the Miami Herald or whatever newspaper got it out from their website. And there, there was no good, there, he doesn't even have any surviving relatives, right? Uh, Vogel, his mother, is dead. and he killed his brother. Killed Clayton, a U.S. Marshal. Killed Deb now. So, so many people have been lost to this guy. And there's so many victims. E- even Hamilton. Zach Hamilton's like one of the richest, mm-hmm. probably, well, so he was going to be a playboy of the town someday. But he was one of like the, like the rich young kids of the town. Uh, probably Miami's like... Lo- soon to be lovable child and and this mm-hmm. and this guy got killed too of course the hamiltons are going to like have public outcry if the, if he lived but everybody's going to be staying silent yeah. i'm sure everybody's going <laughs> to yeah. be like oh dexter took care yeah, of it this thank you well he has yeah. no one he has no one to fight for his case now i mean of course a lawyer is going to investigate and dexter would probably be put on suspension or re- or fired from the job or whatever but it's matthews you never know yeah um one of the things that i did kind of have a problem with was the scene with the veterinarian and what I didn't like about this with Saxon is that they used the TV too much. Yes. In that mm. it was such a coincidence. Oh, I'm at the gas station. Oh, my face is on it. <laughs> okay. Oh, I'm in the veterinary office getting stitched up. Oh, my face is on it. I and can't. It just it was like a, it was a plot. It was a writing tool that they used too obviously. Oh, this is where I need to go now. Oh, this is where I need to go now. Like he didn't need to cut out the tongue of the veterinarian guy. That was violence for the sake of oh, violence. Poor guy. <laughs> yeah. Well, thankfully we didn't get to see his tongue get cut out. But geez, Ugh. man, that was, that was pretty gross. It made me yeah. gag a little bit. And uh, I thought he just cut his vocal cords. I didn't think he cut his tongue out. I was thinking like he shoved the scalpel down his throat. Ugh. Oh, that would have been worse. But uh, that's even hard to think about. Thank goodness that Dexter saw the blood and is like, red flag, yeah. red flag, everybody. I'm blood in the hospital. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> When I'm trying to protect Deb, oh no. Yeah. Oh, what I was going to say earlier. Yeah. Um, Thinking metaphorically with the scene where he throws Deb off the boat, and this kind of makes sense with the season, Vogel was always saying that you don't love Deb. And Vogel was always making the point that you're a serial killer, you can't love Deb. And the thing that made Dexter human was that he loved Deb. And if you think of that scene in another, in another light, him throwing Deb off the boat and him having Deborah gone it was him throwing away his humanity in a way that's kind of a metaphor for everything he's built up and everyone he's loved because he could still protect Deb he still had Deb Deb was the one thing that brought him as a human as loving something unconditionally except for really Hannah but that's kind of a different kind of love and Harrison Hannah Hannah helps him out in the way that she takes care of Harrison. So I guess that fits with Vogel's plan of you love someone because they help you. Deb was the only person who really, like, it was an unconditional love. She didn't do anything for him. She she put him in harm's way for him to love her. So the fact that he loved her, he was human. And now that she's dead, he was throwing away his humanity. And as he drives off and we see him again, he's no longer human. He's back to that primal Dexter because he has, thrown, he has cast away his humanity. And he can't be near Harrison. He can't be near Hannah because he's not who he was that's that's a really good bunch of points you bring up steven so him going towards the storm towards that darkness it symbolizes him perhaps going 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 back towards the dark passenger and him being separated from everything he knows it's like he has to start over again you know and he doesn't have family there anymore he doesn't have loved ones he doesn't have those emotions it seems he he seems devoid of that and Mm -hmm. when he's void of something we know that Dexter, he's always said he's had that emptiness, and that's why he had to kill. It was an mm-hmm. urge because he had to fill that emotion that he was lacking. And that's that could be very well what he's doing now, killing people in this isolated territory he's in. I see a movie happening. Just uh, based on, I mean, we got a teaser from our guest, but not really a teaser, but you know what I mean. Um, Sean Patrick Flannery. Let's Can we talk about him a little bit? Yes. Mm-hmm. About Mr. Elway. That... He's a he's an A actor. He's like a big actor. And they gave him this role that was kind that was very featured, but it wasn't it didn't have a start and end. It really was just kind of there. And his ending of that of that arc with his character was very dissatisfactory. I mean, he got yeah. he got M99 yeah. in the leg with Hannah. So I really see I really see if there is a mu- 
movie, I see Elway being one of the main people that pushes Hannah and Dexter closer together to have that star cast. Because we have um, Yvonne Strahovski. She's an A-list. We have Sean Patrick Flannery. We have Michael C. Hall now. Um, I mean, they're already building such a great cast. And then maybe we see Vince and his daughter. <laughs> maybe we get an end to that sometime. <laughs> they pop up in the movie. Just for five minutes, though. The Elway thing, it really did start off, like, intense. Like, I really thought, I thought he was going to maybe be one of the killers, maybe be, like, and remember, and he, then he started to have that crush on Deb, and he, that intense scene where he gets mad at the guy hitting on Deb. So, yeah, you're right. I mean, it really started to go, and then they just cooled it off for, like, weeks. And then, yeah, then, <laughs> but I did really like Hannah's um, saying his own words back to him when she just, now here's what's going to happen, how this is going to happen. Don't you think I it, loved that when she... See, that. from, if I could butt in real quick, yeah. Stephen. So, yes, from Elway's perspective dissatisfactory character ending, right, to, to what happened with him and his uh, subplot. But I thought it was awesome and very satisfying how uh, Ivan Strahovski, Hannah, was able to just, she, she learned some tricks from Dexter. Mm-hmm. She was able to use the M99 on him and then knocked him right out. I wondered if there was going to be some more things in that in that bag because he did say, you know, oh, snacks and waters and essentials. And I was like, I wonder if there's little, you know, but we were all thinking that maybe she was going to have some poisons stuff in there but it was pretty great that the horse tranquilizer got him i didn't even think about that jj so dexter planned this ahead of time just in case anything happens that the essentials was the m99 that's a good point i didn't even think about that wow um i actually had kind of an epiphany if they do a movie it would make sense sean patrick flannery elway he's the investigator he stops at nothing for the things yvonne's already in uh argentina you can't reach her but dexter Trail of breadcrumbs with the with the boat with everything. I could see Elway picking up the trail from the boat wreckage and like not wanting to let this go. Yeah, and that kind of being the thing. But he wouldn't go after Dexter though. He has no motivation to. I feel. Well, I think if, if but he, he could would, still go ahead. he could still go after Hannah. Yeah. And then when he goes after Hannah, that's when Dexter could come out of hiding. Maybe, uh, you know, to to save her in some way and like reunite with his son. But I think it's personal. Yeah. Like, I, that's what I would see. I would see Elway taking, because the last thing Yvonne says to him, or sorry, the last thing Hannah says to him is, you'll wake up frustrated and embarrassed. Like, because it's yeah. going to be personal now. So what happened to Dexter Morgan? I think, because he can't really investigate Hannah. She's in Argentina. Like, there's no way he's going to find it. But I think Han- Dexter's disappearance, no body, that'll kind of be the... But if he goes for that, he, he'll also know, I think, that if he went after Hannah... Um, I think Dexter could have a not want something to happen to her, and also not want. I mean, the, the kid would go to Harrison would go to child services, get you know, have no parents, end up in the system, you know. So that might he, he Elway could use them to draw Dexter out of hiding. But why? But I don't see the motivation though for, for him to get Dexter. Why Dexter? Is Dexter a wanted man at this point? I don't think so. I don't feel like it. I think that. He would just want to get Hannah McKay. But it would make sense with his character development so far because he got close to Deb. When it became personal with Deb, he turned into another person. He was like, fuck you, blah, blah, blah. Like, he totally changed. Yeah. Well, and I think if he goes after Hannah, though, to draw Dex out, he he gets the money from turning Hannah back in. And then he'd also get the joy of doing something to Dex, you know. Yeah. I don't know. Sorry, speculation. We want a movie. We just want it. (laughs) (laughs) I just want something a little bit more satisfying. So we had a couple of things that were anticlimactic. We had the ending, which was anticlimactic. um, But thankfully, it wasn't a Hollywood ending. And then we had where Batista, we kind of talked about a little bit, where Batista um, put the gun to Saxon's head. Man, Mm -hmm. that was awful. He's just like, Saxon's like about to attack Dexter and Batista comes out of nowhere and just like handcuffs him. Man, that was so bad. I was just like robbed in that scene. How did you guys feel? Bad? Well, I, I think had that been it, you know, yeah. had that been the, the, okay, he's arrested and that that's the end of that, you know, yeah. but I think how it ended up having Dexter then kill him while he's in there, that, that, that redeemed that for me because okay. then I was like, oh, okay, so now I am kind of glad that Batista was there and got a little more action in the episode. <laughs> but yeah. uh, let's go ahead and talk about, uh, 
Serial Buddies, which is an awesome independent film oh, that is on the iTunes store. So if you guys type into the iTunes search bar, Serial Buddies, uh, you get one of the this independent film. It's a blend of Dumb and Dumber meets Dexter, and it's written and directed by Kevin Undergaro, stars Maria Menounos. Uh, it's got uh, Christopher Lloyd, Christopher McDonald, Artie Lang, Kathy Lee Gifford. So many stars make cameos in this film, and you guys will really enjoy it. And you download it uh, standard definition for four ninety nine, and or now buy it on DVD. DVD at Target, 7-Eleven, mm-hmm. or various other stores. That's yes. right. You guys can yeah. do that, too. And you'll be needing to watch something now that Dexter's off the air, so that'll kind of fill that void for you. This will fill the void in a funny way. Yes. En- enjoy it. Enjoy the kazoos. What else can they do while they're <laughs> the on kazoo. iTunes? Uh, on iTunes, they can wow. also rate and comment us on our Dexter podcast. Uh, go to the podcast app. Go ahead and type in uh, Dexter After Buzz TV, and we're one of the first podcasts that come up. Give us five stars. And tell us what your thoughts. Give us a comment or two, and uh, and tell us what you guys thought of the finale. Uh, we we actually also have uh, a, a lot of fans that uh, commented us on our YouTube channel. We ha- we had a trending theme from last time. A couple of trending themes. So apparently last time uh, our fans took it as we were saying that Rita was not loved by Dexter. Uh, let's see, Might of Princess says, "Why is everybody like Dexter didn't love Rita? He clearly said more so." More so than any of the insepid between tween romances which followed with Lumen and Hannah. Uh, and we also had Jack Jackhammer23. That's a funny name. <laughs> uh, Dex loved Rita. Maybe not in love, but loved her. Which is, it's a good point. And I, I see it as, yeah, mm-hmm. he, did, he did develop love for Rita, but it's it's very different. It's not as it's pa- it's not as passionate. It's not as understanding. He had to hide so much from Rita, you know. So it's definitely a different type of love. I feel. What do yeah. You, I, oh, I definitely think he loved her, no question. But I think there's there's different kinds of love, and you love people in, that come and go throughout your life differently, you know. And and I think yeah, with Hannah, he has that passionate, mad, you know, real <laughs> love. But I think with. Um, with Rita, I mean, that was kind of his first kind of experiences in that, you know? I mean, it, it was, I remember some of the, I'll say some of them, but I remember him going through some firsts, like with her, that he hadn't kind of, like, experienced and was kind of learning how to have those humanistic feelings of love. So I definitely think he loved her. It was just, he didn't know himself that much to know what he was feeling yet. And it was kind of, he was going on a journey more with her, I feel, than with, then when he met Hannah, I feel like he knew more of who he was and, you know, you know, you know, with her that she also being a killer could understand more of his tendencies and needs and desires than than Rita could. Yeah, we actually had some uh, other fans who also uh, commented us on our YouTube channel asking about uh, the the Dexter rewrite that some that that a fan uh, did for the show. Uh, they uh, timeline timely. Tanel, Tanel Reno said, "I have searched all over for the Dexter rewrite you mentioned, and I can't find it." Um, and then we also had Wild One Izzy. Can you put a link in for that Dexter rewrite? I tried to search, but nothing came up. Well, I actually tweeted it uh, last week on my uh, Twitter account at Sean Austin O S E A N A U S T I N O. So go ahead and follow me on there, and then search. I think a couple days before you guys are uh, before you guys commented on our YouTube channel, uh, it's on there. So go ahead and uh, check out my tweet for that. And uh, along that note, if you want to check out tonight, I haven't seen it yet because I think it was posting after the show. But the former showrunner Clyde Phillips also was going to be posting um, how he would have an alternate ending that he would have done for the show if he had still been in charge. See, that's juicy. That's that's some good stuff. Yeah, that got a lot of controversy, actually. A lot of people, some people were very excited to see it and hear about it, and a lot of people thought that that was not a very classy thing for him to do. It's kind Um, of a diss. Yeah, that's what they felt, and that, you know, now he's the showrunner on Nurse Jackie, and they just felt like, you know, if if you left this behind, like, just let it be. Oh, well. Stirring up controversy. It's good. Yep, juicy. I think it's more out of his love for Dexter and how far it's fallen yeah. more than it is a spiteful thing. Because it's just everyone has a different interpretation of how the character is and how how he should have, how his arc should have gone. So if, I mean, there are fan fiction things. This is just basically a showrunner, a previous showrunner doing a fan fiction in a way. Let's talk about uh, Deb dying 
and uh, and what happened with her. Oh man, do we have to talk about it? This whole episode, it was just so painful. Every scene that she was in, and she was she was wounded, both emotionally and physically mm-hmm. at the same time. You know, because Dexter's leaving, and she. she Oh, man, it was just so painful when I, I want to fast forward to near the end where where Dexter um, visits her in the hospital for the last time. And man, it was just so painful to see Dexter's face, like seeing her like that as a vegetable and and knowing he's he's there. You know, he's there to do something, you know, because he comes in with his slice of life boat and he was just and his kill uni on his kill you yeah his kill outfit on <laughs> mm-hmm. and i'm thinking to myself man is he gonna do like one last kill like is he gonna do a mercy killing and that's pretty much what he did mm-hmm. you know he turned off the machines and his his expression on his face it was just like god awful to look at and his mouth was gaping open and he's crying i i was feeling teary-eyed myself yeah. i got choked up early on a lot a few times in this episode i mean to finally hear deb tuesday i love you to quinn and i think i was always hoping I mean, I knew she's probably going to die, but there was that part of me that was just like, no, no, don't, you know, don't die. Um, but yeah, but when then Dex goes in to do that, it's, it's, you know, that's what I would want my brother to do in that situation and wouldn't want to stay a vegetable, but it was so hard to see their, their faces and, um, probably explains too well why Jennifer Carpenter got choked up in that panel that they did a couple weeks ago too. You know, she's been through a ton of emotions with her character and with, her husband on the show, you know, everything they've been through. I can imagine the just all the emotions and things that she's felt with this experience. Yeah, I, I felt a lot. And I know that Michael C. Hall, he must he must be like feeling tons, too. And, and especially as at Dexter, let's talk about Dexter, the character again. So he, he imagine how he feels when he's dropping her body into the water. That's the way he's gotten rid of killers, yeah. of trash and and he's gotten rid of people he's loved that way, too. Mm-hmm. Everybody he's really loved has gone the way of water. Like Rita, she was found in the bathtub. Uh, let's really backtrack to uh, to uh, Brian, right? Brian Moser, Biney. Mm-hmm. He, he he dropped him off, too. He he killed him, and he got his body, and he, he threw him in the yeah. water, too, didn't he? Or Oh, no, he did, he actually had... Oh, no, he had that, that head. That uh, what was it? That the, Barbie doll head, and he he used that. It was very symbolic when he dropped it into the water way out there on the slice mm-hmm. of life in, in the Miami waters, and that and we even had an emotional scene there in season two where Biney like comes up and he like grabs his arm and then Dexter slowly lets him go, yeah. Yeah. and and here we see Deborah like completely cold. Her her body is like almost purple. She just submerges into the water and it gets darker and darker and it's just so it was terrible to see. Yeah. Uh, uh, like, it was horrible to see. Yeah, I didn't want to see that. And I just think, too, like, and I also in the time, like, I I mean, I get it. Like, of course, Dexter's not going to just start crying out there. But I'm like, how is he not crying? Like, how when you're, like, saying goodbye to your sister and dropping her off your boat? Like you said, like, he's done to other people he's killed and murdered. And I, I don't know. <laughs> I just was thinking how how can he not break down in this moment, you know? And, and he did. This was his version of a breakdown. Yeah, and him, I'm sure he like preconceived that he wanted to do this to make it look like he killed himself. But you know, while he was on the phone with uh, with his son Harrison, uh, he he said, um, "I wanted to tell you one last time that I love you." And until you know, I want you to remember that every day until we see each other again. Mm-hmm. And to, to myself, I'm like, dude, is he really like offing himself? That's what it sounds like, yeah. you know. Like we're gonna see each other again in the afterlife, or whatever. We know that Dexter doesn't believe in that stuff. But, you know, may, maybe again, mm-hmm. maybe sometime soon, like, they're going to reunite and that's going to be the premise of a Dexter movie. Maybe his son's going to be grown up. Maybe he's going to be a killer himself. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Ooh. His mom's a killer. He did yeah. make a lot of bad drawings growing up in that time. He did. Uh, Steven, anything to input? Those spoiler pictures from four years ago were pretty, uh, pretty big spoilers, by the way. Four years ago. Four episodes, four, four episodes ago. <laughs> oh, did I say years? Yeah. yeah. So somebody, uh, yeah. I think, what was his name? Is it Tom? Uh, Phil. 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 Yeah, Phil, Phil sent us these picture, this link to these pictures with a blue screen behind Deb in a stretcher with Dexter walking down a deck, like a, a dock. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it looked like it was stepping off a cruise ship, but as we now know, the, greens, the blue screens were all the hospital, and that was Deb dead, walk, Dexter walking down the dock onto his boat. Huge spoilers. 
Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Phil, that was, I think that was Phil, Phil. S781, if I remember yeah. his, yeah, I his tweet life. handle correctly. So thanks a lot, Phil. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. But it's okay. You know, you gave us a little juicy news and gossip, and, and we really didn't know what the pictures really meant. <laughs> but at least, you know, we got to talk about it. We got to propose theories and such. So that, that was fun. And, uh, yeah, I don't think it would have changed anything, honestly. I don't think it would have changed much about how we felt tonight about the finale of Dexter. Not really. And there was a really powerful line with Deb when when uh, Quinn says we need a miracle or something, and Dexter says, I've never seen a miracle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's kind of when you knew, like, the writers weren't going to go all Hollywood and bring her back. Like, it's yeah. it's Ouch. done at that point. Yeah, um, It would have been too weird to bring her back, just on that point real quickly, because, you know, you already thought... in. Last week we thought, okay, could she be dead? So then to have her be like, oh, recovered and go through surgery, and she's already okay. So then if you did it again, I think it'd be like, okay, yeah, <laughs> come true, on, true that. Can well, I? Uh, I I know I'm being so critical, and I know you guys don't like it. Go ahead, and um, you know what? Go ahead with that, Stephen. And then right after you're done, let's let's move over to news and gossip because I think we pretty much talked about everything regarding Harrison and Hannah. I mean, we have well. we have time if you want to do anything else too. We're not in a rush. Okay, very well. Um, <laughs> Can I talk about the name of this episode? Rem- yeah. Remember the monsters. Re- remember, yeah. Remember the monsters? Question mark. Remember the monsters? Mm-hmm. Question mark. I'm Ron Burgundy. I'm Ron Burgundy. Who who put a question mark on the teleprompter? Um. <laughs> so this name, I get it with the end where Dexter becomes the monster at the end. Hey, remember who I used to be? I'm going back to that. So for the movie, we have old Dexter. Um, if there's a movie, but I don't like the name because they pulled it out of a story they made up for the last episode. Yeah, I thought there was. Mm-hmm. We oh, didn't get. The, we didn't have that scene with yeah. Deborah. That's a, that's a scene they filmed for this last episode. So that's not in the books. That's not in season one. That's not in season two. All the way through eight. There's nothing that has that story of oh, there was the monsters on the walls. Like there's nothing like that. I would have liked. I would have liked a title that was sufficient to the ending of a series. Well, maybe that is what. Okay. Well, I'm sure the the writers they wanted to p- appeal to our ethos here. They wanted us to feel, or or is it pathos? Pathos rather for our emotions. They wanted to draw us in and feel yeah. bad for Deb, you know, while she's comatose and Dexter's remembering all these stories. When I saw these flashbacks, I was like, oh gosh, we're not gonna have a flashback <laughs> like written finale episode please do not do this and they did it twice i i think one would have been sufficient or you know what zero please because yeah. <laughs> i do not like flashbacks oh man um but yeah that's that's my thoughts on that and i i feel like remembering the monsters the title actually that's i, I think you kind of said this a little bit steven but he's going back to being a monster He's he's not he's not a human anymore. You you guys mm-hmm. you guys we all talked about this. He's dropping Deborah. That's his last bit of humanity. He's becoming a monster again, and we don't get to hear any inner monologue. We all we see is him staring at the camera in this void, dark, mm-hmm. dank cabin. There's no Harry. There's no Harry either. So we this don't. This whole episode, there's no Harry. Yeah, there's no Harry. We don't know what Dexter's thinking anymore. He's not giving us anything. He's just living. He's just letting us ponder what's going on inside his brain. Would have been kind of nice, just in that final shot with Dexter looking so serious like that, to have Harry just standing right behind him. Oh, I would have kind of liked to or see Bynie. that. Or, or, or Brian. Yeah, yeah. that would have been insane. I yeah. would have loved to see Brian behind him. Or yeah, maybe then it would have been really bad. Or maybe two people like competing, you know, like what we see him and there's like somebody else on his side and it maybe just shows like half of their face, like from the nose down. So we really don't know who it is. Mm-hmm. And then we kind of like maybe pan a little bit and there's somebody else there and it's got like maybe a little bit more creases in his face as oh that could be Harry. Oh yeah. my gosh, they're back. What if what if we pan to Dexter and it silence? And then suddenly Vogel comes and wraps his arm around arm, <laughs> oh, Puts her hands on his cheek. Kisses him on the neck. Throws him on the bed. No, sorry. Wait. Oh, <laughs> good Lord, JJ. You guys always like the sex scenes all the time. That would have been one great last sex scene for you. I'm trying oh. to get Vogel's naked body out of my mind right now. You're welcome for that one. I hope you... <laughs> oh, my God. All right, let's talk about news and gossip. <laughs> eh? Eh? After Buzz TV News. 
All right, some some pretty good news and gossip here for our finale episode. Uh, I was listening to CBC Radio uh, a couple of days ago, and they actually had Michael C. Hall on, and he was talking about uh, Dexter and his new film also, and I actually tweeted out the link for that, so uh, hopefully you guys can uh, go to my um, go to my uh, Twitter account, at Sean Austin O, and check that out. Um, I, I tweeted, I retweeted CBC Radio's um, tweet, which said, uh, it's from the program called Q, Dexter... Dexter's Michael C. Hall talks to at Gian Gomeshi about simulated murder and his shadow side. So that's that's an interesting little interview that they got going on. There's only a few minutes long. You guys can click the link that I tweeted out after that, and and that takes you to um, that should take you to the podcast that you can download and listen to. Also, um, Michael C. Hall. Uh, this is from at Show. Dexter's account. Michael C. Hall and Jay to the Carpenter look back on eight seasons of hashtag Dexter with at TV Guide, and there's a link there to check out that interview. Amy Garcia at Amy underscore Garcia tweets out tonight is the night. Mm-hmm. Hashtag Dexter. Hashtag the end. Hashtag are you ready? And I think she was uh, live tweeting actually tonight. So maybe you guys can go back in her timeline and check out some stuff that she said to fans. Uh, Yvonne Strahovski also tweeted out Showtime Emmy party with my girl at Amy underscore Garcia. Kiss hug kiss <laughs> and she's got a tweet pick up there of what they're wearing tonight for the Emmy party which is really nice and uh, I think um, that's about it with my uh, with my Dexter uh, news and gossip for, for the news. JJ, did you have anything? I kind of said mine earlier about Clyde Phillips, but I'll tweet out a link where you guys can see that. And then I don't know if they came through, but I had some pictures of... Give me 30 seconds yeah, and I'll check. Let's see if we have a couple pictures maybe for you from... Did you send um, my Gmail or? I'll, I'll, yes. And allow me to fill that dark void right. with some uh, more comments from our fans. This is off of our iTunes account. We actually had a couple of good tweets this past week, or rather comments. Uh, make that 61. So uh, five stars from T.U. Tisuansi. Such insight, even on wrong predictions. You guys have a lot of fun with the show and have made this season good in the dips in quality. Oh, well, thank you so much. Um, that's, that's, that's that's such a nice compliment that we just throw out stuff there and we just make it so entertaining for the fans. I'm glad that we could do that. Someone else I want to mention is Ray Shurga. He's always tweeting us and giving nice comments uh, throughout the season, too. So thank you for listening and being kind and love to hear thoughts that you've had, too. It's been fun. Okay, I got the photos here. Give me one sec to throw them up on TV. I got another comment, another couple of comments here. Uh, after Buzz... From Ad- Adelanto Who Despot. Awesome. Five stars. And <laughs> then uh, lastly, great show. Five stars from Grizzak. Great show. Very funny hosts. Yay. Woo-hoo, thank you. Thanks, guys. Do we have those pictures yet? Yeah. They're just two of them for Amy and Yvonne at the pre-Emmy party. And then... Um, just wearing their cute little outfits. Got them. There you go. Oh, yeah, those look nice. That's Amy, very, of course. Very sexy. Amy is wearing a red... Oh, go back to that one. Yes. Yeah, it's it's total Dexter right there. Yeah, red it's and black. Red and black. It's, she's wearing this red dress. I don't even know how to describe these. Can you describe these better, JJ? I'm, <laughs> well, not, a, I'm not a woman. <laughs> well, it's just... It's great. It's fun. It's flirty. I like the little black through, you know, through the chest. And just... She just always looks so cute. Like... And then we have Yvonne Strahovski wearing, mm-hmm. it looks like she's wearing a, uh, was this a white uh, strapless shirt? Gown with, Gown. yeah, within black and then a nice little sexy long slit up the upper leg. Doing the Angelina. Mm, yeah, she's, she could have struck the, uh, struck, struck in that pose a little, Very that leg out a little more. Nice. This was just an interesting photo that was online with the reverse rolls. Deb's up there and Dexter's on the, on the table. That's like Deb from high school in their cheerleader thing, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, it seems like it, huh? It looked like a jersey or something. With no. I don't know. There well, you have it. That's about it, eh? <laughs> well, yeah, we don't have any predictions. Well, actually, do you want to predict? Do, how... Oh, we could predict about the movie. We've been doing that this whole time. Yeah, actually. yeah. I'd rather. No, I mean, can we predict? How do you think the story arcs went for the characters? Like, what do you think happens for Quinn? For like, what do you think was with Viti- or Vince Masuka? Do you guys want to even do that? Nah, nah. you know, let, let's 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 end it. You know what? I want to yeah. end it. I want to end it. How did Dexter change our lives for the past eight years? Let's just give like a couple <laughs> of things each. Okay. I'll start. Uh, I wanted to say that Dexter made me want to floss more. <laughs> 
He makes me think of him whenever I have eggs and I would then want a big fat steak with my eggs in the morning. <laughs> oh, yeah. A big slice of ham. I'm mesmerized while I watch from above my coffee grinder. I also tend to look at some of my coworkers and think, if anybody here was Dexter, who might it be? Ooh, that's a good one. I like that. Um, I, I, I want to also say that Dexter made me think about my internal monologue and how if I'm silent in a situation and like I'm really having like I, I'm doing two things. You know, every, all of us do that. You know, we we act a certain way. We're programmed to do a certain way to get social rewards out of society. But then we're really thinking another way. And, you know, mm-hmm. Dexter, he really exaggerated that as a character. And he showed like how this guy who's like blending in with all the sheep, he's really a wolf in disguise. But at the same time, he's protecting protecting people you know and he's got to act a certain way and he doesn't he's programmed you know like like terribly from from Mm -hmm. practically from birth he's been bathed in blood and he wants to kill things but he has to act a certain way in society it's just it's very fascinating and i like that psychology of dexter steven Mm -hmm. anything else um i learned that it's good to watch it's good to have a show to watch on sunday nights like it's really good to have like a habit of watching a show like, because Dexter's been for eight years, yeah. and every season it's always been, oh my god, Sunday night, I can't wait for Dexter. Yeah. And that's something I can appreciate from this show, especially for the first four seasons. And last season I really enjoyed. I really did like Isaac Serko's character and kind of the things they did with that. I wasn't too fond of how they didn't lead off with Quinn's character of what he did last season into this season. But, I mean, we get... This show has really highlighted some great actors throughout their careers, and it's really... It's a shame that Jennifer Carpenter hasn't gotten an Emmy from these yes. previous seasons. Oh, mm. man. Maybe tonight she will. Yeah. I, w- I want to agree, uh, just end on agreeing with you on that one. I, I think I watched the first few episodes, you know, on Netflix, like just cranking them through, which I love to watch. But then then for the last probably four years, it was it been all just, you know, my Sunday night, too. It's been really looked forward to Sunday night to just sit with Dexter. And, you know, yeah, he really is, you know. America's most lovable serial killer. It's been such a fun ride, and it's been really fun working with you guys here on the show, too, and it's, I've just really enjoyed it. Aww. Aww. Thank you, JJ. <laughs> Likewise. Same with you, Stephen. I'm going to miss working with you guys on Dexter. And uh, I think that about does it for us here at AfterBuzz TV. Dexter. I'll, I'll roll the outro music. <laughs> the outro, please. Oh, I'll give a shout-out to Jeff Lindsay, too, um, the creator of Dexter. Uh, you got your book. It came out last week, Jeff. Uh, getting rave reviews. De- if you like Dexter and can't get enough, go check out Dexter's Final Cut. It came out September seventeenth. T- yeah, I want I want to read all the books too. I can't get enough of Dexter. But hey, if you guys, hey, you know what? Give us a follow. You can give me a follow at Sean Austin O on Twitter and Instagram. And I'm doing uh, Ray Donovan uh, later tonight. And who knows what other shows I'll be doing here at AfterBuzz TV? JJ. And I'm at JJ Jurgens on Twitter, Jurgens JJ on Instagram, and then at JJJurgens.com. You can find me at Stephen Lemieux, S-T-E-P-H-E-N-L-E-M-I-U-X, or doing the Sleepy Hollow After Show here at AfterBuzz TV. Oh, man, I'm sad it's over. Uh, Well, thanks so much, guys, for being with us through Dexter, and we love all you fans. Thank you so much for your comments, and we'll buzz with you guys sometime in the future. Oh, maybe we'll do a podcast for the movie, right? Yeah. Maybe we should do that. (laughs) All right. You got it. Bye, guys. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz Buzz you later. later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.